and welcome to the ultimate audio bang, Rock Paper Shotgun's fortnightly podcast where we'll keep you updated on all things online shooters. We'll ping the important details your way and zoom in on how we're getting on in the world of flashbangs and wizards with guns. So if you're new here, welcome. And if you're a return listener, we've shaken up the format just a little bit. Namely, I'm channeling the energy of our previous lovely host, James, and now have a wonderful new co-host, Imogen. So Imogen, how's it going? What have you been playing? What's up? Hello, uh, I am good. I have been playing lots of Valorant and Apex Legends because that's all I play in the evenings because that's what all of my friends play and it's just nice and social and yeah, lots of things going on in both of those at the moment as well. So it's good. And if people don't know who you are and how dare they not know who you are, <laughs> um, what is your uh, role at Rock Paper Shotgun? What are you known for around those parts? Uh, so I am a reporter or news writer uh, predominantly. I occasionally dip my toe in, in features land, but yeah, mostly I write the news. And and you're like big into Apex Legends and Valorant and yes, those sort massively. of things, Yeah, right? those are my, my two big ones at the moment. My two big ones are relevant to this podcast, yeah, are Apex and Valorant. Uh, I dip, dip a toe in Overwatch every now and then, but not so much recently, you know, kind of just waiting for Overwatch 2 at this point, but yeah. God, yeah, I think I'm the same. I haven't touched Overwatch in years. It, it kind of just stopped doing stuff. Um, yeah. And that was the reason to stop. <laughs> I was like, if you're going to stop doing stuff, then I'll stop playing. I'm sorry. Kind of just don't want to burn myself out on it anymore. You know, I played it for like four years straight without really, you know, that was like my typical evening game it was a bit of Overwatch. And now I'm like, well, I just want to wait for the second game because I don't want to. I want to not enjoy it anymore. I think I was the same, you know. I remember like being at uni and I just stay up until like three every single evening <laughs> trying to grind like, you know, the ranked grind or whatever, trying to get to diamond or whatever it was. And uh, it was such a stressful time, actually. Had I not done that, I think I would have felt so much better in myself. Oh, yeah. Had, had I not spent many evenings basically having a LAN party with my housemate playing Overwatch and like Call of Duty Zombies. I probably, you know, would have done better on my dissertation. Uh... <laughs> Speaking of Overwatch uh, and our sort of the fact that we've kind of stopped playing it, uh, that is one of our big stories of this week uh, as we head into our little news segment, um, which Imogen, seeing as you are the news overlord, uh, I am the news. Take us through. <laughs> A bunch of things that have been happening in Warzone and Apex and all these other fun things in Shooterland. Yeah, so um, speaking of Overwatch, the anniversary event started this week, which is, you know, the big event that they do once a year to celebrate when Overwatch came out. They bring out new skins and they bring back all of the um, the brawls from all of the other events as well. So like the seasonal PvE modes and like the, the Halloween one and, and all that sort of stuff, which is fun. And they're all very fun brawls. Um, but there are no new ones this year as there weren't last year because they haven't done any new ones since they announced Overwatch 2, really. So is it news? Not really. (laughs) (laughs) It's like very much the same news, isn't it? Every single time. Like, oh, look, they've got some new skins, which to be fair to them, they do look cool. I'm just looking now. There's like a bird of paradise one. This hero that I, I don't know. Oh, Echo, um, yeah. That is actually a yeah. really good one. It's very colourful. And the hamster is now wearing a tuxedo, which, yep. is, which is cool. There are good skins, I will say. 
this they are good skins this anniversary but it's just it's just a shame that they're not kind of doing new modes and that anymore because that was something that i really really enjoyed with all of the other overwatch events yeah when they were like releasing i think one sticks out to me was at the halloween terror one when that was kind of coming yeah. out and that was new that was like really exciting and you sort of look at all these other games they're doing new stuff and it is such a shame that overwatch is just kind of just stalled it's like been nothing going on for ages now um and i sort of feel like bad for the characters even though they're like fictitious <laughs> and not real i feel like they deserve more than this they haven't been able to get out very much recently <laughs> yeah like you know i sort of missed them well there was another kind of overwatch news story i suppose last week they did say they had some more information to share on um, the PvP um, stuff coming in Overwatch 2, which from what we know so far is largely going to be the same as PvP in Overwatch 1. Uh, and it should, what they said, what Blizzard said before was that it would be linked. Um, so people who play the second game will be able to play with people still playing the first game. Um, so it'd be interesting to hear more about that. But oh, again, that's, that's, that's kind of the only real new stuff coming out of Overwatch anymore. So What did you make of the pve stuff in overwatch did you like that i did really like it yeah because i'm i always preferred pve games to uh pvp stuff like before like i used to play loads of destiny and i always preferred going on like the strikes and that rather than doing crucible stuff um i could see that but i think it just stresses me out or it used to whereas now i have lots of friends that play lots of online stuff uh like this pvp so i feel i feel better about it now i feel better when i can have people around me fighting with me and less stressed out that I'm just like on my own trying to beat people up. <laughs> yeah, I think like I can get sort of excited over the new PvE Overwatch 2 stuff. I'm just worried that I'll like really burn out from it if it is kind of similar. Yeah. There's only so many robots and things I, I can shoot. Um, it needs to basically just give me lots of loot. As long as there's loot <laughs> and there's upgrades, then, then I'm kind of in. Yeah, well, there is like a an upgrade system kind of thing that does look really cool um, where you can change the way that abilities look so like Reinhardt's shield can have healing behind it and, and that kind of thing hmm okay I, I could be in <laughs> what what else have uh, what else have we got going on so the kind of big one uh, for this week is Warzone's mid-season update uh, adding Rambo and uh, die hard and things but this is much more your wheelhouse so I think you, you should tell me about yes. it <laughs> uh, yeah so they've kind of done um, a fortnight uh, here by just sort of throwing in some 80s action heroes so we've got Rambo and John McClane uh, the bruised cop from die hard if you don't know um, and they've they've added like so new map locations, which are sort of themed around um, Rambo and Die Hard, <laughs> uh, like Nakatomi Plaza, um, which is like a big tower. Uh, I think that's getting slapped in downtown. Um, and there's like a few like Rambo-themed sort of survival camps. And I think there's like a CIA uh, base somewhere, like which is replacing all the bunkers. Um, but what's actually really cool about it um is that they've got these optional missions kind of inside them like we've oh, yeah. we've not got a chance to uh to play them yet they're, they're due to arrive but um 
they sound cool, like the fact that you can sort of defuse C4 in Nakatomi Plaza and uh, from the sounds of things, stop some arms deal going down. Ooh. And there's like a, a vault you can break into and presumably get like a ton of loot from. That does sound pretty cool. I, here I thought they just kind of slapped Nakatomi Plaza in the middle and gone, hey, look, die hard, and then moved on. Yeah, that's that's what I was a bit worried about. But like, it, it's nice to see that there's a bit of depth to these map locations. Mm. They're not just like aesthetic things. Um, and it's also a new thing for Warzone as well that like, I think this is the first time ever that they've added a bunch of new locations mid-season. It sort of feels like they're almost catching up to um, Fortnite and their kind of the way they've done things and adding th- like map locations mm. so frequently. Um, so yeah, more of this from Warzone, please. It's really good <laughs> stuff. Because Warzone haven't done a lot of uh, like brand cross promotional things in the past, right? No, I, d- I don't think they have. This certainly feels like the first time where it's like, oh, these are two characters off off films and TV. Um, you know, we don't really have like Shrek or <laughs> I don't know <laughs> Yogi Bear. Shrek or... in my warzone. <laughs> yeah, I mean, please, please add Shrek. Like, I'm begging you. <laughs> but yeah, there's no. That would have been the true because it's the Shrek. It's the 20th anniversary this week of the first Shrek film, so <laughs> that would have been the real announcement. Warzone, come on now. <laughs> Maybe it's season four. It, it could it could happen. <laughs> Imagine like a swamp area, you know. The, oh, yeah. Just the gas is like green as well. So it kind <laughs> of fit, it sort of fits thematically. <laughs> oh, yeah, please. Excellent stuff. So are you excited to, to jump into some Warzone and, and play as John McClane? Yes, I, I'm ready to play as John McClane. Um, although actually am I because... I have to spend actual real life money uh, to play as Rambo oh, yeah. and John McClane. And I'm a bit of a cheapskate, so I don't think I will be spending money to play as them. I'm sure I'll be like eliminated by lots of people um, <laughs> who are playing as Rambo and John McClane. So yeah, I guess I'll just be dropping into the new tower and seeing what that's all about. Um, and yeah, we can discuss that in a future episode of this, because uh, I'm sure I have some thoughts on it. Something we can discuss uh, now that has recently hit a game uh, that we both play, uh, Apex Legends, uh, the next new story to chat about, the 3v3 mode, which came out um, a couple of weeks ago now, but it's kind of settled into rotation now. Um, and it's fun and it is good and we like it. Um, it's just really different from anything else they've done before and it's nice to have a new permanent mode in the Battle Royale. Um that isn't battle royale so you don't have to constantly commit to some big fight you can just do these little ones um and they've changed the map rotation for arenas now as well so um they've got like the two purpose-built ones that they put in those are staying in rotation um and they've got an extra one um that is based i think on world's edge that they have swapped in now which which will be fun to to kind of have a go at have you had a chance to play arenas yet i have not had a chance to play arenas yet but it's one of those modes which I've I've wanted from Apex. I swear, like before this came out, I was saying to someone like, "Hey, I wish they added like a team deathmatch mode or something like that, where I yeah. could just not spend a lot of my time looting." Because I'm not very good at Apex Legends listeners. <laughs> I I spend a lot of my time just looting and then just getting like ganked in about like 
a second. It just happens in a second and I just die because um, my aims is not very good. It's super fast. So I kind of wanted a mode where I could almost practice um, and still have fun. It's sort of like practice mm. in a controlled environment. Yes. Um, and this uh, seems like it fits the bill, but there's quite a lot of depth to it, right? Like there's there's buying rounds. And- yeah, there is. So it's kind of, yeah, they've nixed some stuff from kind of like Valorant and CSGO and that uh, where it's, I think it's first to five rounds and you have to win by two rounds. Um, but at the beginning of each round, you have a buy phase. So you can buy abilities, you can buy weapons, you can buy grenades or like shield batteries and, and all that kind of thing. Um, typically in the first few rounds, you want to save your money a little bit, maybe buy uh, one weapon or, or something to, to keep you going. Um, and yeah, and you can kind of collect the credits and stuff you need um, to buy those things in each round. And it's, yeah, it's quite complex. It's like a, there's a whole economy around it. Um, not quite as serious as Valorant and that because again, you kind of, your weapons and that get taken away at the end of each round. So you have to start new each round, basically. So you're not having to conserve economy in such a precise way. Um, but it's really good. Yeah, it's, it, like you said, it's really fun. It is a nice controlled environment. Um, if you just fancy having some like scraps with people as well, like rather than, you know, the third partying problem, which is rife in most Battle Royale games, I think, you know, you're fighting someone and then right as you are about to win, somebody else jumps on top of both of you oh, and yeah. everybody dies. Um, so it kind of eliminates that and just lets you play Apex for, and just have fun with the abilities without kind of worrying about extra stuff along the side. Um, so yeah, it's really good. I definitely need to give it a go because I think that's what could get me properly into Apex Legends. Because um, I feel like I've dipped off it slightly because it's just so, it is so different from something like Warzone. It's, yeah. it's a lot faster. Um, so yeah, I think I'll, that that will be the thing that gets me in. Although I do worry about with these sort of game modes, if people leave, is that kind of a thing? People leaving yeah, early? Yeah, so that has kind of been something that's become apparent um, with the mode out for a couple of weeks now is that once players start to lose like a few rounds in a row, they will just leave and abandon the rest of the team. And that sucks. Like, don't do that. Um, but it's something that Respawn are going to have to deal with and, and find a way to to kind of penalise people for, for leaving matches or, or something um, or at least stop a match maybe if two people have left and just left someone on their own. Like, um, but yeah, it's, it's a shame because it's, this is people really ruining what could have been a nice thing. Uh, and this is why we can't yeah. have nice things in Apex Sessions. <laughs> I guess they could just sort of, yeah, enforce, you know, if you leave this match, then matchmaking's not going to find you a game for a while yeah. or something like that. Or, or maybe... They could do it. So if you're like the last person on your team, you get like tons of buffs or something, which makes you like <laughs> mad powerful. All gold weapons and armor and all that stuff. Yeah, that could be an interesting way of doing things. So devs, if you're listening. There you go. <laughs> We've got all the things. ideas. Um, yeah. <laughs> also in kind of related Apex news, so the arenas came out um, at the beginning of the new season uh, and so did a new gun. It's a bow and it's really fun. It's already been nerfed because it's, too strong um and so they've like changed the i think how much damage it does on a body hit because it was the same as another sniper rifle which takes a lot longer to fire than it does to shoot a little bow uh <laughs> so yeah that's that's another little little one that's come out there what do, what do you think about bows in in games i think bows are actually great 
in games. There's something incredibly satisfying about yeah. the wind up and then the release and then the hit. There's something just like the rhythm of it all with a bow. And also whenever a bow hits, and I, I've looked at some footage of this Apex Legends bow, it's yeah. like it's it's so satisfying mm-hmm. when you like ping someone with it. Um yeah, I'm a huge fan of them. Um I think in Destiny I remember liking bows. That was a oh, game yeah. with some good bows. Um, unfortunately, Warzone doesn't have any bows. Um, actually, no, it does. It has a combat bow, and Rambo oh, yeah? is using it. I think it's a new like kill streak that they're adding. So yeah, I guess they've taken a leaf out of Apex book. Here. <laughs> Bit like huge fan of bows. More bows. Uh, I wonder if Apex will add more bows in the future, like a mini one or something, a little yeah. mini crossbow, little crossbow or something. Yeah, like a little sidearm. That would be cool. Yeah. Again, if you're listening to Respawn, we got the ideas. <laughs> we got we got so many ideas. <laughs> Come and have a chat with us. Uh, right. Next up on the 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 news list, um, we've got some other ideas. What would be nice to come out? Um, Mass Effect 3's multiplayer. It's not in the new uh, remasters of Mass Effect, um, but the project director has said that he wouldn't say no to bringing it back, which is not really. It's not. It's nothing. But. <laughs> You know, it's it's nice to think about because that was a really, really good multiplayer shooter um, back when it came out and people were sort of playing it loads. Uh, and it's one that I spent hundreds of hours in, I think, uh, over a few summers. So, yeah, that's I, I want to give a little nod to that one because I would like that specifically to come back. Yeah, I, I don't think I ever got hands on with this one. I think I watched a friend playing playing it and it looked a lot of fun like the kind of cover shooting and it was yeah. quite like chaotic um i remember he'd like run at people and like just melee them with some big orange hand thing i, I don't know if i'm just making oh yeah no now. that no that makes sense that would be an omni tool it turns into like a knife and you just stab someone omni tools are kind of they're kind of like holograms so i don't really understand how they turn hard and you can stab people with them but you can and that's okay yeah uh, <laughs> and i'm <laughs> Uh, I, I, like, I used to be a huge fan of Gears of War, which is like cover based. And if yeah. this is anything sort of similar to that, then I'm kind of in. And it seems like they're not ruling it out. Yeah, I think a little bit similar. The Mass Effect 3 multiplayer was all PVE. So it was like um, wave based and you'd all play different classes or whatever and um, have to do objectives while aliens were attacking you in hordes. Um, and it's just really good fun. Like it's third person all the abilities that you would see in the main game um, and probably a few extra ones as well. There were some really interesting, like stealthy characters. Uh, but yeah, it was good stuff. Oh, that's cool. So is it, it was a PVE kind of wave survival kind of mode. Yeah. And could you kind of get like upgrades and things uh, like to, yeah, to help so, you survive? So that was kind of one of the only things I think people are a little bit reluctant with, with Mass Effect 3 multiplayer, because the upgrades and stuff that you got, um, were through like card packs, which were basically like loot boxes. Um, and you got the credits to buy those card packs by playing and you, you could quite easily earn enough stuff to upgrade your weapons and all that stuff by playing. Um, but you could also buy them. And I think maybe a concern of if that does come back is that EA might get their grubby little fingers all over it and make it very expensive <laughs> and perhaps not so fun to play. Uh, so we've got to try and come up with a way of not having grubby fingers for this one yes mm. 
Well, speaking of EA and Grubby Fingers, Battlefield 6 is going to be revealed. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I have not played Battlefield. That's not fair. Um, but that uh, is going to be revealed in June at some point. They've done a tweet. It says June. Boom. I, you know, Very that good. announcement, maybe. <laughs> uh, it would line up with sort of all of the E3 events. And I think EA Play is happening late June as well. So it would make sense. But uh, what were your thoughts on Battlefield, Ed? You played much Battlefield? Back in the day, I think it was on my 360. I played Battlefield 1942. Um, and that was good. And I and I enjoyed Bad Company too as well. I think that's that seems to be like kind of a big hit with people. Um, and it was fun. Um, just sort of large scale kind of buildings crumble and you ride tanks and you shoot people um and it does those things well i i don't i haven't played any of the more recent ones um because they all kind of just blur into one for me yeah i know that's a bit rich from someone who likes call of duty <laughs> um but yeah the, the the large scale thing for me sometimes doesn't um doesn't click purely because each kill maybe doesn't feel quite as significant when you're like yeah. on an enormous battlefield and you can kind of just shoot like 90 different people and you kind of get a little notification saying, hey, you got 90 points for doing this. Um, but, I, you know, I'm, I'm kind of excited to see this new battlefield and to see uh, the new building destruction thing which i assume is gonna happen <laughs> like they'll probably show <laughs> some new physics engine where some bricks will crumble in like a really nice way um which i'm a sucker for uh, and i'm sure it will be quite good and very popular yeah. have you played any battlefield games or i don't know which one it would have been but a couple of years ago i did have um a friend of mine sort of take me through one of them I, my issue with games like that is i'm not a huge fan of the kind of generic war games thing like i've never been yeah. huge on call of duty or battlefield um or, or even csgo i just i find them all a little bit samey um which is yeah. probably not fair like i know a lot of them have i know call of duty has done some brilliant storylines and stuff um and i know warzone is a, a huge thing that loads of people enjoy but yeah, never really been my thing. Um, but I remember from what I remember what I played, Battlefield was fine. Like, yeah, nothing too special, kind of blended into everything else. But, you know, it was all right. Um, I think Battlefield 6, I will be probably more invested in, not just because I am now a news person who will be paying attention to it more. Um, but I have a, a group of mates who are really into Battlefield. So I expect I will be dragged into... <laughs> a few matches so, yeah i will yeah. be dragged down to the trenches um but yeah so i will give it a go i think um so hopefully it's good and maybe it'll maybe it'll surpass my expectations and be a little bit different from from what they normally do maybe yeah i hope it is a bit different and i assume they've kind of built you know the the whole like next gen thing i'm sort of excited to see the graphics i always feel like battlefield does good graphics mm. i'm excited to see that yeah, and that segues nicely into our, our last news story uh, of this podcast. Um, so Valorant's new map, Breeze, which has lovely graphics uh, and is lovely and different from everything else Valorant has done so far, came out uh, a couple of weeks ago. Um, this is slightly older news, but it fell into regular map rotation just last week. Um, and it's been nice seeing it and playing it amongst the other maps and kind of really seeing how fresh it is compared to, you know, Valorant's 
find map, which is basically dust, uh, dust two, I think from, from CSGO. So, um, yeah, that's been sort of something I've been really enjoying playing on at least recently. Um, and there's uh, another little extra interesting bit to this new story is that one of the characters in the game has actually been disabled. Um, I think he's only recently like literally maybe today or a couple of days ago by the time this airs, um, been put back in the game. Oh, um, he, so Yoru is the, a teleporting character. He can put down a little, little blob on the ground, which can, you can make it move or you can make it stationary. Um, and players found a way to make it move into some of the structures on, uh, the new map <laughs> breeze. Um, so there's a couple of pyramids on one of the sites, uh, and there's like a big tube, like cylinder thing on the other side and yeah players had been teleporting inside of it uh, and planting the bomb uh so nobody could do anything about that so he was disabled like emergency disabled um and has only been put back in which is which is quite funny because this happens quite a lot in valorant i feel like there's there's always some bit of geometry players can shovel themselves into uh to do things they're not supposed to yeah like why do <laughs> Like players always seem to find ways just to like cram themselves into these spots. Oh like, yeah, I, I don't know, but I, I'm just looking. Like I've not actually had a chance to play this new map, but it would also bring me back into Valorant because I think the like you were saying, the other maps are very they're very generic looking. They're you know they're quite grey and and brown, whereas this one looks nice and beachy <laughs> and and positive. There's this it's like gun a lovely skin. holiday getaway. Yeah, it's like a coral reef gun skin. Oh yes, yeah, amazing. Um, Valorant is so good at skins. Actually, that looks so good. That'll pair very nicely when you're going around the beach. Oh yeah. Does it play well? Uh, what the map? Yeah. Yeah. Um. So it's a lot bigger than the other maps. Um. In sort of in certain areas, which is a weird thing to say, but so it's quite hard to defend because when players are attacking if they all go together as a squad to one site it takes quite a long time to rotate um, for defenders between sites um so it is a little bit attacker sided but also i think that's probably comes part and parcel with the fact that it's a new map so it's just easier just to shove everybody onto one site and attack um because people aren't totally used to it um but yeah i think it plays really well I'm, I'm really enjoying it there's a lot of routes and that you can take on attack and um it feels like it's not so dominated by sniper rifles as well. It's not so dominated by the operator because there are so many right. angles you can be seen from um, that it's not always particularly safe to sit there looking down a scope. Um, so yeah, I really like it. Okay, I, I'll, I'm in then. I kind of want to give this Breeze a go. I also like the name Breeze. It's very nice. Yeah, I'm into that. More, again, more nice, fun maps like this, please, Valorant. <laughs> They're very good at the grey, brown ones. More blue, like the coral reef skin. Uh, and that is probably a good segue into the names segment. The nameless names segment. Yes. And in this segment, Imogen is going to relay three names that she's come across in Valorant, I think it is. Uh, and... We'll discuss them and they're going to take me by surprise, I think. Uh, and we'll try and sort of dig down into what emotions they they bring to the both of us. I'm sure that it's it's going to be a real roller coaster. <laughs> so uh, we'll, we'll do it like one at a time so we can we can do one and then discuss 
what we think is going through this person's head. Yeah. So the first name I have for you was an Instalock uh, Sage player. Sage is a, a healer, for those at home who, who don't know. Uh, and this person was called, I don't have heal. Um, <laughs> the immediately, immediately locked in the healer, uh, of course. Which, you know, I think it's an understandable name, actually, because when you play Sage, she, she, she can heal someone and then it's got quite a long cooldown time. It's 30 seconds, which is ages in, in, a, in a match. Um, mm. And you often get people who will come and sit next to you and they'll spam you and they'll be like, oh my God, please heal me, please heal me. And you're like, I can't, I've just used it, 30 seconds. And then they'll probably die because they're not looking, they're just looking at you waiting. So this person has circumvented that whole thing by just immediately declaring, I don't have it. I don't have heal. That's actually incredibly clever. Yeah. Like, yeah, they sort of, they've got the statement in the name, but it would also kind of fill me with dread initially if I don't have heal insta-lock to sage immediately, because then I'd assume that they don't want to heal me. Yes. Um, so that that's quite scary. <laughs> um, so maybe they have not thought that through entirely, but then I, I guess they're quite a, a headstrong person they know not you know don't mess with them mm, they know what they're about like i don't have it leave me alone it's not for yeah, you yeah and i i guess when you go to type like do you have heal or if you push to talk and you go do you have heal then they don't need to say a word no they could just you know it's done walk around you i guess <laughs> oh, i respect stuff. it i respect i don't have heal you know yeah. It's also all written, it's written properly as well. It's written like capital I, capital D, don't with punctuation, have heal. Like it's all, it was all written. Oh, okay. They've made an effort. They've made, it wasn't just like they'd written like all lower caps. I don't have it. Like they've made an effort to establish the name. I, I'm shocked. I like in my head, I thought that it would be like all lowercase. Yeah. Like all just slapped into one thing, you know, minimal effort. Mm -hmm. But yeah, they've clearly gone to two efforts to at least you know they they dress well um you know they they're just a smart character I think. <laughs> they, they specifically they made it easy to read like, like you know this is here yeah it's all like grammatically correct yep so you can't call them out on that <laughs> well right i that uh I, I hope they're okay they're yeah i well. hope they're okay too and i i hope they continue the the fight to establish exactly when and when they don't have heal. My next one for you, I'm going to read really, really carefully. Also, this was also a sage player. Uh, I'd like to point out all of the names I have for you today were sage players. So all apparently they all just have the best names. Um, so yeah, I need to read this one very carefully. This person was called Cupid Stunt. <laughs> <laughs> I don't okay. need to explain it. I don't feel. Uh, I understand what they're doing there. It's um, it's very clever. Mm, yeah. uh, or is it very clever? It's it's one of those like you know I got you kind of things. Um, Cupid stunt. Yeah, if you say that too fast, it's it's very dangerous territory. It is. It's the sort of thing that in the heat of battle. Yes. It's not a name you want to yell. I'm pretty certain if they've named themselves that, you are probably going to want to yell their name because they would have done something like some poor decision making. I, I feel. <laughs> Or maybe they're those what one of those characters who who does really well. Do you remember if they did particularly well? Because sometimes people with these names they do well. Actually, this person was top fragging uh, as the healer. They were they had the most kills on the team. Uh, so 
you know. I guess you can't argue with that. You had no reason to to call them any names or to say their name fast. No, nope, they they also someone else who knows what they were doing. They they had capitalized and well, it's, they're not words in this sense, but they had capitalized the the word the letters that needed capitalizing. So you know, to be totally clear on that. I wonder actually if they knew what they were doing because may, maybe they just they like Cupid and they like stunts. Yeah, maybe but actually they don't. You know, they don't know what the combination of words could lead to. Yeah, I actually choose to believe that. I think that that's, yeah. And that's why they were top fragging. And that that is why they were top fragging. Again, this is someone else who knows who they are, knows what they want. I wonder if I don't have heel and keep a stunt, the sort of... I mean, they're all stage players. Again, they're clearly on the same wavelength it's and true. they could also be part of the same clan. You don't you don't know. My next stage player for you, I, I hope is in, in the same clan also. Uh, they were named... Joey Tribbiani, <laughs> which I, you know, I think that it's lovely to learn that Matt LeBlanc likes to spend his evenings playing a cheeky round or two of Valorant as a healer, you know, supporting his team. He's, he's, yeah, I guess he's sort of made his, um, his money with friends mm. and now he's moving on to, to, to Valorant and to play. Uh, maybe he's looking to, to climb the rankings and compete internationally. <laughs> Yeah. Like, this could be a new career path. Maybe Joey Triani is actually just really good at games. And what was, how how was Joey Tribbiani doing? Joey Tribbiani was very nice. Um, I took a screenshot of a conversation that we had with him because uh, he, he was on the opposite team and he had uh, one teammate that's being pretty toxic. Um, and so we asked in the chat if it was because Joey Tribbiani wasn't sharing his food with the toxic teammate. Um, to which Jerry Tribbiani replied, "I never share food." So he, you know, he knows he knows all the sketches from friends. So it it must be it must be him. It has to be Matt. It's got to be Matt. Just looking at at him now, it's kind of I think he's actually sort of glowed up a little bit. Um, Matt LeBlanc. I think he's sort of got better with age. He's almost kind of oh yeah yeah. I think he looks pretty good. He was pretty good on on Top Gear. Is he said on Top Gear? It was on the and then BBC kicked off like Jeremy Clarkson oh, and that. Oh yeah, he was on Top Gear, yeah, wasn't he? I liked watching him on that. It was funny. Yeah, he, he's he's just like a like potentially the most relaxed man ever. Actually, it's true. Almost like he could fall asleep at any time. He's just so <laughs> chill. But maybe that's not what you want from a Valorant player. Maybe not. Uh, but or maybe he just changes when he's playing Valorant, and he's he just becomes extremely like intense. Yeah, he turns it on. But but Jerry Tribbiani was very nice, and you know if you're listening, Matt LeBlanc, it was a pleasure playing Valorant with you. <laughs> <laughs> For, like friend requests, you could maybe play with with all of the cast of Friends. Oh my god, that would be great. Chandler's like, a gamer, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and and even the Top Gear people, if he's still on Top Gear, you know. I don't know who else was on that. Who else was on the new Top Gear? I, 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 I honestly, I could tell you. They just probably moved on now. I guess the Stig. The Stig. The Stig. The, yeah, I played against yeah. the Stig. He's probably more of a Forza man. Yeah, that's true, actually. Occasionally dips his toes in Valorant. But yeah, I'm sure he's on Forza. I'm pretty certain I've encountered him in Call of Duty. I feel like the Stigs are very popular. <laughs> Those names. They're all The fact they're all Sage players as well. Like, no other hero. Yep. It's, uh, I wonder what it... 
wonder what it says about sage players. <laughs> I guess that they're quite a, an interesting, characterful bunch of people. Yeah, I suppose sage players, I mean, they are a support character. So maybe it's it's that they don't, you know, feel that they need to do so much in, they don't get as much recognition, you know, in the game itself. So they have to stand out by having a fun name. Maybe that's it. God, I quite like playing Sage as well, but I don't think my name's that exciting. Oh yeah, mine's not. I don't even know what I'm called on Valorant, actually. But yeah, maybe I need to call myself something more exciting to fit in with all the other Sage players. You've got some inspiration now. God. <laughs> the, the emotions I'm feeling. <laughs> the fact that Joey Triviani's playing Valorant. Yeah, segueing f- very smoothly from... Valorant and Sage and these weird and wonderful names into maps. And, you know, the Valorant map was really good, Breeze. And we're kind of just going to talk now about some of our favourite maps in games and which game actually has the best map, which is a very difficult question. It is a difficult question because there's a lot of games and there's a lot of maps and they're all very different between each game as well. But I think think I've got an idea in my head of what map I think I like the most. Overwatch comes to mind when thinking maps. Are you are you the same? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I think, um, to be fair, my favourite game map probably is in Overwatch and it probably is one that people, I don't think many people like the one that I like. Um, oh. I like Hanamura. I like Hanamura is a two-point capture map. Oh. Um, and I think people, the, the issue with those is people just don't like two-point capture maps because the second point is always so close to the defending spawn that it's very hard to actually capture the second point. Um, I just like Hanamura because I think it's really pretty, mostly. <laughs> I really like the... It's, just, it's a, like a Japanese um, like castle in, like set around a village. And it's just really nice. It's got all like the cherry blossoms and all the pretty architecture. Uh, and I also I like sniping and there's lots of nice spots to sit as Widowmaker around that map as well. Um, so I'm just a big fan of I think it aesthetically really more than than anything uh is probably going to be the reason I like most maps it's the same reason I like Breeze in Valorant but yeah Hanamura I think is one of my one of my all-time favorite maps in like first person shooters I could agree I think Hanamura looks looks amazing I I think the cherry blossoms are great any map with cherry blossoms is like a tick with me as well um it's, it, Hanimura is the one with like a big gong as well. It's like a big, yeah, oh no, in like, the middle like of the first bell or point. something. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you kind of move through, and then towards the end, that like the final point it is inside like the temple, and it's like literally a second away from the spawn point, and it just becomes absolute carnage. If I remember correctly, of course, yeah. Um, yeah, I've had some particularly stressful moments there. We all have, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think the one, the one from Overwatch, which, like, might not be my favourite, but will like always spring to mind, is um, King's Row. I think I've got that right. It's King. It's called yes. King's Row. Yeah, that's isn't the London it? one. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that, yeah, it's just something about that is amazing. I love like the, the bear, the the big Ben, you know, and the the way the cart goes through the lovely old streets of England. Yeah. And, it's um, and then you kind of go through this. I'm trying to think of it now. I've never thought about it in so much detail before. But you kind of go through like a a forge kind of bit towards the end, or maybe yeah, I'm wrong. Yeah. So I think the actual law of that map 
because I know these things because I was obsessed with Overwatch, um, is when you get to the end. So you, you start off in like a plaza and then you go through kind of like the streets of London. And then the end of that, I'm, I believe, is supposed to be an omnic like housing area or like it's like apartments. So omnic's like the robots um, in Overwatch oh. that live with people. And the point, what the attackers are doing on that map is basically putting like an EMP bomb <laughs> In, oh in the middle God. of where they live. Yeah, it's really dark, right? Uh, so that's what that is. I, it's it's a great map. The lore is a little dark, but it is a really, really fun map. My God, I didn't realise what I was doing each time <laughs> I played that. I just thought I was going through like some fun forge, like delivering a cart to the end. Yeah, uh, but, I'm but sorry to tell you, I you're always, actually murdering. <laughs> I'm literally just like murdering some innocent robots in their homes oh god well that's really dark and i don't know if it's a map i like anymore now <laughs> well maybe that's it with all the overwatch maps any of the ones where you're pushing a cart do they all maybe they all have very dark um, backstories I, I, don't I don't know i think so I'm, I'm now worried i'm getting this one confused with dorado because that's another one where like an emp blast goes off at the end but maybe they're both the same maybe they're both like that's the same reason which is it's dark, man. Yeah, it's dark. Like, <laughs> oh god. I guess Valorant's quite similar, right? Like, like we like Breeze. We do. Breeze yes. looks cool, but we are essentially just exploding it. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the the the, the law of Valorant is that your the spike, like the bomb thing that you plant, is like mining uh, resources out of the ground. Is mining radiance, I think, which is what they use to like power their abilities and stuff. So it's kind of like still not great. Like, I don't know how no. much radiance there is. I don't know if you're completely depleting or destroying somewhere by doing this. Maybe that's bad also. <laughs> God. Video games are uh, 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 dark places. <laughs> yeah. I, at least, like, we were talking a bit earlier about, like, Destiny. Or, well, we weren't. We were. We were. We were. That's my bad. We were talking a bit about Destiny. We and their maps were good, but I, I, I can't really remember them that well yeah Yeah, but i don't think we're destroying anything we're not bombing anything in those which is no which is a positive those were just like friendly the multiplayer maps were like you know friendly skirmishes in the crucible with the lord shacks lording over you and and telling you how good or shit you were doing yeah Uh, but those were nice yeah destiny is a really pretty game and i played a heck ton of the first game but i just couldn't tell you what any of the maps are now. They all very much merge into one for me. It's all like pretty uh, robotic looking metal places with some magical looking stuff around it. And that's nice and it's lovely. But yeah, I can't remember a specific map. Yeah, I, I'm in exactly the same boat. I genuinely can't remember a single one. They're all kind of quite grey to me and quite like industrial. Yeah. Yeah, industrial is the right word, I think. Maybe the ones that stand out from Destiny 2 to me were some of the Gambit maps, the game mode where you kind of collect tokens, you deposit them in the bank, kind of like PvE, VP, or whatever you oh, call yeah, those yeah, yeah. things. I think I dipped off of Destiny 2 before that came out, but I know of it. And, and I really like that game mode because you kind of weren't just facing off against other people you kind of were racing to collect tokens by fighting monsters and i thought that was cool you could kind of invade each other's spaces yeah. to stop each other from banking tokens and stuff 
Um, and some of those maps, actually, they're sort of coming back to me a little bit now, um, kind of all cool arena bits with grass, some nice grass, <laughs> if I remember. Um, and the bank looked kind of cool. And that's kind of it. I think, at least for me with Destiny, I think the maps kind of blur into one because they were almost like a tool for me just to gain XP or farm whatever I was farming yeah. at the time. So my mind actually wasn't at all on like the map or even the people I was shooting. It was more just <laughs> the end goal, <laughs> whatever tokens I was trying to get to hand into shacks or <laughs> the Iron Banner Man for his armor. Oh, the Iron Banner Man. What was his name? Yeah. Lord Saladin. That's his name. That's it, Saladin, which sounds... I don't know, something like from Lord of the Rings or something. It's, it seemed a lot more sinister, his name, than his like appearance. He seemed yeah. like quite a gentle person. And actually his name sort of screams quite sinister and I never really got that. He was always just like quite a nice guy with some wolves. That was, that's what I remember. I remember yeah. the wolves. Yeah, he had some wolves. And he'd just like turn up randomly and yeah. things would <laughs> sort of be on fire. Be like, hello, <laughs> time, time for the Iron time Banner, to guys. Fight. Yeah, it's time to fight. And I'm actually not that aggressive a person. I'm actually quite calm and nice. But it's time to fight, guys. He's like, I don't fight, you fight. <laughs> yeah, it's just strange. Maybe I'm sure there's like a lot of lore. Like, you know, some Destiny heads will probably will, will correct us on Lord oh, Saladin. Yeah. Maybe he's actually like a very, very sinister man. I don't think he, I think he was like, because there was a, one of the DLCs, or the, one of the last DLCs for Destiny 1 was like, the Iron Lords, and he was—he he wasn't a sinister man, but I, I think he might have like left some friends to die to one of the aliens or something, like or something like that. Oh, God. I, I do remember him specifically being in one of the cinematics they released, but I, I don't remember the details. But I'm—I'm I'm sure he's fine. I, someone who likes Destiny, correct me in the comments. <laughs> Tell me that Lord Saladin is a nice man. Yeah, I, I hope he is nice. So yeah, please let us know. Um. <laughs> I'm trying to think of other games with with good maps. I think what springs to mind for me, I don't think you'll like it because I know you don't really like CSGO that Mm. much, but for me, um, Dust 2, sort of that iconic, even if you don't really know the map, you'll probably know the name Dust 2. Oh yeah, I know of it. Yeah, it just just has like, I don't don't really know how to describe it, but it has like a really nice, you know you're going to have a good game whenever you go into Dust 2. It's just so like well-designed. Uh, the rounds are just great. Um, maybe not the the nicest looking map because um, it's just kind of orange and dusty, <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. But it has just it's so like well designed, at least in my opinion. And I've always had a good game on it. Um, sometimes the looks aren't for me the the you know the be all and end all, which is fair enough. Yeah, definitely fair enough. Yeah, I know a fair bit about. Dust two, I say a fair bit. Like I, I don't, I haven't seen the map personally, but it's something that my my, my pals when I play Valorant will, will talk about. Um, sort of compared to some of those maps, because I think I think I think it's Bind that's the one that's similar to Dust two. Um, and I like Bind. To be fair, Bind is a good map. I think that's the one. I'm going to get this wrong now. Oh god, it's the one with the teleporters. I'm reasonably sure it's the one I, with the teleporters. I was literally about to say, is that the one with the teleporters? I think that is the one with the teleporters. Yeah, um, I, th- I like that map. That's got some good lineups, and that's is on that map as well. I think that there's the area 
which is like a window room that everybody calls hookah, which is a reference to CSGO. Oh, is it a reference to CSGO? Yeah. Uh, I'm learning so much in this podcast episode because I just remember when sort of Valorant first came out, I was watching streams of, I think it was a CSGO player called Hiko. Um, and he, he'd got into Valorant at the time. I think he's doing extremely well for himself now. So well done, Hiko. But he used to call it Hookah <laughs> when he was first calling it out. And then I think I started to do it. And I don't know, I guess everyone else sort of picked up on it or it just became a thing. But I didn't yeah. realize it was a CSGO thing. Yeah, I think I think it is. I'm, I'm reasonably sure. But yeah, that's that's something that I think Valorant has picked up a few CSGO words. Like um, everybody calls the operator sniper the AWP, which is the, the orp, sniper in yeah. CSGO, right? But yeah, that's that window room on, I think it's on B site on Bind. Um, everybody calls Hookah. And yeah, and I do that now as well. Even though it's it's just a window room, it's probably easier just to say window, especially if you're playing with people who might not have played CSGO, like me when I first started playing Valorant and everyone was like, <laughs> and Hookah. And I'm like, what is that? <laughs> um, yeah, I'm trying to think of like other terms that have come from CSGO. I remember like banana. They're sort of in banana, but sort of, refers to a map in CSGO called Inferno, which actually now thinking about it is really nice. It's like an Italian, I could be wrong, like an Italian village. Um, and it's it's just really nice, like lots of some cobbled streets and nice little houses. Um, and there's just this one sort of long stretch which kind of curves around and it's just called Banana. And I really like I that. that. Um and there was used to be a player called Freiburg, who um, was he was called the King of Banana <laughs> because uh, he was he was just very good at playing his position in Banana, and you know, no one could stop him from controlling that spot. The King of Banana. Yeah. Now that that's a name. That's a screen name, right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'll rename my name on Valorant to King of Banana. <laughs> Have you got any maps that you kind of think are just really? good but maybe not aesthetically pleasing um i guess bind it bind yeah would be definitely up there for me i think bind is one of my sort of preferred maps in valorant it's it's hard to have a favorite map in that game for me because i for one i always forget the names of the maps um but also i find most of them a little bit boring um Mm, i do like bind i like the gimmick i like the teleporters um that's always interesting when you hear those go and you're like oh god was that my teammate or is that an enemy person trying to zip around behind me somewhere um so that's always fun uh i think uh, like battle royale wise i really like um apex's king's canyon um okay yeah is another it's not very aesthetically pleasing again it's a massive dust bowl again like it's just (laughs) sand and brown but it's been through, I think, the most changes um, since Apex started. And I don't know, there's just something about the the areas and the drop zones there that I really enjoy. Me and my pals usually drop um, in the pit, which I think is still called the pit. It's still there. It's just like the little circular bit. Um, there's like a tube when you, you go down into it um, from your skydive. And there's never that much loot in there. We used to always go from there down to Slum Lakes because there wouldn't hardly ever be anyone down in Slum Lakes. They've now changed that. It's not Slum Lakes anymore. It's something else. It's like a chemical water runoff um, <laughs> or something like that. Yeah, These all sound like such like unpleasant locations. I know, but it actually looks more interesting now. Slum Lakes was like quite boring. It was all like little 
huts and stuff. But now the the sort of runoff is all the water is like a weird color, and there's like big yellow <laughs> buildings everywhere, and it's quite interesting. I don't know, but yeah. So Kings Canyon is is definitely up there on my favorite um, battle royale maps. I think. Yeah, and I get it, the fact that it's changed over time as well, right? It, it always makes a difference, keeps things fresh. Yeah, definitely, because people. Um, so Kings Canyon was the map with Skull Town on it um, originally, uh, which everybody loved like that was like the uh, tilted towers of apex that was where everybody dropped um and then they one season a couple of seasons ago they like blew it up basically and turned it into a crater because i think it was probably because oh. too many people are dropping here and we don't want that anymore um <laughs> but also i think it was just to change up the map and mass like it's so much of it is different now from the the original um but that was that was quite fun like seeing that happen and and sort of seeing where people tend to to go now rather than the the original original drop zone. Yeah, and I think Fortnite did that, right? Like I, I think, you know, Tilted Towers was where everyone used to go. Yeah. And then like one season they're like, you know what, we're just gonna like have this volcano like spew some <laughs> Done like now. lava ball onto it. Nah, see you later. Tilted Towers is gone. And everyone was like, oh well great. <laughs> Thanks guys. I don't know if it's back. I haven't played Fortnite in a while. Maybe yeah, it's back either. or it's un- it's it's been constructed again. Um, but that's another game where they they're just so on the ball with t- like every season. I swear the map is basically just totally reworked. And gotta give them credit for that because I'm not into Fortnite really, but I do admire how they just keep things fresh. Um, and yeah, I think the last time I checked in with Fortnite, the map was just like, a lot of it was underwater and then there were sharks <laughs> and I was dropping in and I was getting killed by a shark and I was like, what is going on? This this game is crazy. But yeah, I, I would like it if, if, if uh, the Battle Royales kind of took a leaf out of Fortnite's book with the live map changes thing, because that's really cool. Um, and yeah, as long as we talk about maps, I would love to see Apex do something like that. Just, you know, when you, you drop into a Battle Royale game and just get to watch things happen in real time and, and watch things get blown up or, or whatever and, and come back on the game like a day later and everything be be different. Like, that would be amazing to see something like that in Apex. I think I'm in the same boat, actually. I sort of feel like I've I've missed out on that. And I feel like Apex has the I mean I am no dev but I feel like Apex has the player base and the numbers and everything to sort of make this happen you know yeah, I'm surprised that's so. not happened actually uh, and I think it'd be be really cool like Warzone tried to do it uh, recently had like the live event where Verdansk got nuked but it kind of ended up being apart from the server disconnects and whatever else that happened it kind of just ended up being a cutscene, like it wasn't live. Oh yeah. Like in in Fortnite, you're kind of there in person. You're like kind of controlling your cameras, like a volcano just erupts or something. But in Warzone, when Verdansk sort of changed and got sort of nuked into the 1980s, it it, it just cut away to a cutscene, which sort of felt like it it didn't really feel like a live event in that yeah. way. Um, and again, I feel like Warzone needs um. It, the map is becoming stale, even though it it has changed a bit. And sure, there are some new locations, and the colours have been jazzed up, and and the vibe is nicer. Um, I don't know. It needs something new, a totally different map to kind of refresh things. Um, and Fortnite 
does a really good job of of that. Need something a little bit more than a, a Nakatomi Plaza slapped in the middle. Yeah, I need more. Like, sure, that'll keep me coming back maybe for a few days. But then once everyone kind of figures it out and all these, you know, the new survival camps or whatever, it, it just, you kind of just almost forget about it. Like, it's there for a bit. Um, and I sort of feel like a new Warzone map is quite far away as well. <laughs> so kind of just stuck with this Vedansk for a while. And it's been at least a year now. And it's starting to grate, and I don't like that. That's a shame. Yeah. I'm surprised they haven't sort of, yeah, seen what all the other Battle Royale games are doing and, and try to do something new themselves. Yeah. You sort of wonder if maybe dev resources or whatever, they didn't realise quite how much Warzone would take off. Mm. And now they've just started to kind of get there their stuff together and put people in the right places and um, get the resources where they need to be or whatever <laughs> and start working on things. But we can only hope that the map changes soon. I'm sure it will. Yeah. So yeah, we haven't, we've not really, we've not really decided on the best map. I guess yours was um, Hanamura. You really liked Hanamura, right? Yeah. I think watched. like, like team-based game-wise, Hanamura in Overwatch, definitely my favourite book because I like the aesthetics and I like sniping. Um, and then I think Battle Royale map-wise, because those are so much bigger, um, King's Canyon on Apex Legends. I will go for Dust 2, I'd say. And I've got to say for Dansk, you know, the amount of hours I spend in Warzone <laughs> and how much I whine about it or whatever, I do still like it, you know? So That's fair. Yeah, there we go. Those are our favourite maps. Roast us about it. <laughs> yeah, roast us about it. And also, like, I'm I'm still a bit shell shocked about the revelations uh, of the dark side of King's Row. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Overwatch has got some kind of like some weird weird lore. That that's for another podcast. We'll do a lore. We'll do a lore episode. That's for another time. But um. But thank you for listening to this episode of the Ultimate Audio Bang. And if you want to make sure you never miss an episode, then be sure to subscribe via your podcasting platform of choice. Um, there are also a number of other ways you can support the show. Um, you can follow us on Twitter. Uh, RPS is at Rock Paper Shop. Uh, I am at From Edward and Imogen is at Imi Beck. Uh, if you want to chat to some lovely people, you can go join the RPS Discord uh, at discord.gg slash rockpapershotgun. You can also get some sweet garms in the form of RPS shirts and hoodies. You can just head over to our official Teespring store to see what threads we're selling and whether you'd like to purchase any to place over your body. And for all your PC gaming needs, make sure you head on over to rockpapershotgun.com. And that's it from me. And that's and it from me as well. Yeah, <laughs> <for> you. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>